Thank you. May God add his blessing to his word this morning. So we're continuing the series, God's Holy Nation. And this morning we're thinking about the Holy Spirit. You know, God is relational. It's a relationship. And the Spirit is our human thirst for community. We all seek to live in a good community, a thriving community. Even society itself wants to live in a nice, kind, caring community. Whatever it is, wherever it is, and so should we as church. Donald G. said this, All spirit and no word, you will blow up. All word, no spirit, you will dry up. Word and spirit, you will grow up. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he empowers ordinary people. How class is that? He empowers ordinary people. I wonder if Jesus lived where we live or where we work, excuse me, what would he do? What would he do? The Holy Spirit fires up the fearful. A question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we temples of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis? It's easy when we're in this kind of environment, isn't it? It's easy. But on a daily basis, it's not easy. Let's be honest, it's not. Are we temples of the Holy Spirit daily? The Holy Spirit forms a new community. I wonder what walls stop us from building a new community or what is acceptable within our community what is acceptable in our community where we live in our homes and what do we deem as acceptable in this community here where we serve I like this one the Holy Spirit forges unity under fire and I found myself when I read this asking myself the question am I really persecuted for being a Christian And I'm telling you now, the answer is no, not really. Not really. And yet loads of people in this world are. And the Holy Spirit forges unity under fire. Yeah, we've got battles. We've all got battles. Individual battles that we face. Individual issues that go on in our lives. Wherever there's family, there is issues. That's a reality. But under fire, unity comes with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, whatever he touches, he changes. What's our story? Terry's favorite theme, what's our testimony? We can share it. We can talk with people. We can tell them stories of when we've been going through the mill and when we've come through it and how we got through it with the help of The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transforms society. The Holy Spirit should transform this society where we are this morning. But we also want it to transform society further afield. But the reality is 
<clears throat> and the challenge is we can only transform society as we befriend it and get to know it and get involved in it and get out there. We can't do it, as Cliff Richard said, from a distance. We have to get involved. It's not just about having a comment <clears throat> or an opinion of what needs to be done. It's about being proactive and actually doing something about it. The best thing about the Holy Spirit is he gives us all a part to play. So every single person sat in this room, you have a part to play within the story. Do we play it sometimes or do we simply just amuse ourselves by coming along and doing the things we like to do, the things that are comfortable to do? Or do we really want to play our part in the bigger picture, the bigger story, as it were? A quote from David Watson. If any gift, natural or otherwise, is really used to the glory of God, it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Being filled by the Holy Spirit is not a once experience because as we all know, we've heard it said before, we leak. Every single one of us, we leak. So we can be filled one day, but then we leak. And so we need to be refilled and refilled. Other things get in the way, other things hinder. It's a bit like going to a petrol station. We need to keep topping up. We need to go to the garage. We need to fill up because we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As we all know, when you're doing things on your own, there's times when it's hard slog. So God sent us the Holy Spirit as a helper and an enabler. So we've always got somebody there. There's always somebody with us. There's always somebody helping us. And the Holy Spirit brings with it, with it purity. It brings power. It brings guidance. It brings hope. We do things that we think we could never do. We achieve things that we think we could never achieve because of God's Holy Spirit in us. We mentioned the Holy Spirit brings hope. Well, hope is rooted in history through restoration and through resurrection. Hope is based on revelation. We pray for each other. We pray for our world. We pray for situations. We pray for world situations. We pray for local situations. We pray for community, we pray for family, we pray for friends. Nothing is too big and nothing is too small for God. Hope, justice is coming. Maybe we need to look at our lives sometimes and the life of our church and do we need to reprioritize sometimes? I find myself many times thinking, think, I need to reprioritize that. I need to get this in order. I need to get that in order. So we need to do that as individuals, but also as a church. Hope is a new creation. Hope is beyond the grave because each and every one of us are promised eternal life. So hope is just not about the here and now, but hope is the here and now as well. God wants that. He wants me and you our church as well, to make a difference. He wants us to be the difference. 
Galatians 5 verse 13, love by serving others. Treat them like we would like to be treated. Be Christ-like. Reminding me of the chorus, to be like Jesus, this hope possesses me. In every thought and deed, this is my aim, my creed. To be like Jesus, this hope possesses me. His spirit helping me, like him I'll be. Verse 15, opposite to love, to devour with harsh words, controlled attitudes. We all have to hold our hands up at this one, myself included. We're guilty of that sometimes. We're all guilty of that sometimes. Verse 16 tells us to walk in the spirit. Be controlled by him, not your sinful desires. 18 to 21, sinful flesh danger. We need to be controlled, verse 22 to 26. We need discipline, every single one of us. There's so much stuff out there. None of us are perfect. But we need to be disciplined. We need to be controlled. We need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. When we're controlled by the Holy Spirit, there is a 100% more chance we'll do the right thing. And I always use this example. If I'm not fully in tune with God and the Holy Spirit, for instance, you're watching television on a night, and we all know there's thousands of channels, and you're flicking through. If a dodgy channel comes on, and I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit or in tune with the Holy Spirit, the reality is you're more likely to leave that channel on. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't give it a second glance. That's a way of explaining it in reality because that is reality. And that's why it's important that we stay in tune. That's why it's important that we discipline ourselves. Not a nice word. None of us like the word discipline. But we need to discipline ourselves sometimes. And then we move to Galatians 6. Spiritual people do not glow over someone who's fallen, but they seek to restore them. Again, do we always seek to restore them? I think sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And we've all been guilty of that, myself included. Verse 2 tells us to help people, our neighbours, people who are in weakness, people who are struggling. And then chapter 6, verse 3, 4 and 5, the bottom line is we are all responsible for nobody else than ourselves, than what we do and our actions. And we alone have to answer. But we're very good, aren't we, at blaming others? Oh, it was because, oh, it was their fault. Oh, it was, no, we need to take responsibility. Verse 9 in chapter 6 tells us, do not lose heart. I'm sure there's times when we all lose heart. It's human nature. But we don't need to lose heart. We need to keep going. Life is tough sometimes. Life is hard sometimes. But it's sometimes in the hard times and the rough times that God uses us more. God uses us more. You know, there's the analogy. uh, When I had a close friend die many years ago. And his faith was unbelievable. And he was only in his early 40s, got four kids. And he was a minister. 
And so everybody was devastated. But the analogy that came to me at his funeral was, we have a rose. You get a rose from your garden in the summer when the nice weather's here. You crush it and crush it and crush it. You can still smell that scent. It still gives off a scent. And that's what we need to be like. We may be crushed. We may be having tough times. We may have a lot on our plate, but we can still give off the fragrance of the Holy Spirit and the fragrance of the love of Jesus. And verse 10 says, do good to all. Whatever, do good. Again, even when it's rough, even when it's hard, even when we feel like nothing's going right, we can still be kind. We can still be nice. We can still be good to others. There's that old phrase, isn't there? Practice makes perfect. We learn best by making mistakes sometimes. So it's okay to make mistakes. I've made millions of mistakes. I still make mistakes. I'll probably make more mistakes in the future. But we learn by making mistakes. We learn by experience. We learn from others. Loads of us here, all different stages in life. We can learn from each other. I wonder this morning, are we wanting to participate in the story? Are we wanting to participate in the bigger picture? Do we want to be part of it? Will we persevere to the end? Don't give up. Keep giving. Keep serving. We can with the help of the Holy Spirit. And with the help of each other. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can. We need to fill in the gaps. They were read about in chapter 5, there's so many. Could be a prodigal child, an unfaithful spouse, an abusive family member, an addict that's out of control, lying, stealing, cheating, parents who have lost hope for their kids, neighbours, even church members, dare I say it, who don't actually dislike each other but hate each other. I've come across it. That's the reality. Or poison their communities. Gangs, violence, other crimes. The elderly who are often forgotten and overlooked. Poverty. You might say me, fill in the gaps. Yeah, you and me, fill in the gaps. Why not? The Holy Spirit, as I said, gives us all a part to play. And I want to encourage you this morning. There's loads of people in the Bible... Nehemiah identified a problem to solve. Esther understood her times. Noah was all in no matter what. Barnabas saw hidden potential. David was anointed by God to do a work. And John the Baptist was willing to take great risks, whatever they were. And Gideon was sensitive to the voice of God. We could go on. There's people down through history who have relied and been filled with the Holy Spirit to do great things. I would hazard a guess there's even people that we know individually and personally that have done great things for God by listening and being filled with the Holy Spirit. So why not you? Why not me? There's no reason. said at the beginning, the Holy Spirit uses ordinary people. We are all ordinary people. 
What's your part? What's my part? Fill the gap. Make the difference. People are out there waiting for us. Again, that's the reality. There's people out there waiting for us. Are we going to fill the gap? I think sometimes we forget, or we can forget, the Holy Spirit. Because where he is, there is liberty, there is freedom. We need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. The presence of the Holy Spirit is vital. But we love to control sometimes. Our human nature. We love to control. We love to keep things safe. We love to do the things that suit us. We love to do the things that suit our needs. We love to do the things that suit our desires. And lots of churches like to keep safe. Lots of churches, dare I say it, like to keep respectable. What is respectable? What is safe? Where the spirit is, we meet people who we are linked to straight away. We don't even have to have known them. Yeah, you come across people and there's that bush link straight away. And that's the link through the Holy Spirit. Sadly, in some churches sometimes, there's no love. There's no Holy Spirit. And the closest you get to people is a handshake or a hello. The Holy Spirit brings freedom. The Holy Spirit brings liberty wherever he is. We talk about God our Father. We talk about Jesus our friend. We must never underestimate the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit is active. The Holy Spirit is present, is giving. We've already said he's an enabler, a helper. He gives us the power and the gifts needed to serve God. And I can stand here this morning and say that. People don't think I'm a shy person, but naturally, I am quite a shy person until I get to know people. But if you'd have seen me when I was a teenager in 18, 19, I was, yeah, on another planet. And the things that God and his spirit have done in me and enabled me to do are things that pff, you, you just can't believe. But that's what he does. That's what he's about. And he can do that in every single one of us. I was talking to my dad on the phone <coughs> the other night. And as usual, he's normally in bed a little bit early sometimes. And I say, oh, have you had a good day? Yeah, yeah, I've had a good day. So what are you doing? Oh, I'm just in bed and I'm writing a sermon. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Uh, and so he was in bed and he, he'd, he'd come up with a sermon. And I'd, it's funny, but it was about the Holy Spirit. And I thought I was meant to ring him tonight. And he was saying that he was writing a sermon around a thing that happened to him. He went to a school to do a school assembly once. And it was around Christmas time. And there was a little boy and he'd been asked to do the Bible reading. And the little boy gets up and as he's doing the Bible reading, he is meant to read. And Mary fell heavily pregnant. She was heavily pregnant. And the little boy, in all his innocence, said, and Mary was heavenly pregnant. And my dad said, how beautiful a thing 
This little boy had actually got it right. She was heavenly pregnant. And what he went on to say was, uh, his sermon he was building on is the fact that when you're pregnant, you can't hide it, can you? People notice. People see. It's not hidden. And that person is radiant. And that's what we should be like with the Holy Spirit in us. People should see. People should notice. People should know. It's not hidden. We should be the same. It should be visible so that we can go and play our part. We can fill in the gaps because we're all in it. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to follow his leading. Even if sometimes it's a place that we don't want to go. Yeah? Years ago when I went to be a Salvation Army minister, I didn't want to go and be a Salvation Army minister. I wanted to be a professional footballer. Uh, still do, really, but it's never going to happen. Uh, but God knows what he's doing. And then I look back at my life and the things that have happened. You know, the whole issue when I lost my job with the council. God knew what he was doing. Why did I panic? Why did I get stressed? Because I'm human. <laughs> That's why. But the Holy Spirit was in all that. And the lessons that I've learned that can now help me to reach other people are, are unreal. So, you know, and then we spoke about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Told us those who are in Christ are distinguished. We're distinguished. We're recognizable, or we should be, from unbelievers in that we have been gifted with the Holy Spirit, enabling enabling us to bear fruit. So we can all bear fruit. It doesn't matter who we are, where we are, how old we are, or how young we are, we can bear fruit. And then we can receive gifts of the Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude. That's courage in suffering, courage in pain. We can gain knowledge. All these things. Reminded of a couple of choruses. Again, I was talking to somebody the other day. We don't sing many choruses in church now, do we? And some of the old choruses, the words, yeah, they're class. They're pretty class. I'm showing my age now. But the first one was Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, and fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. And that's what we need, not just today, but daily. Daily. And then the other one I thought of was, move Holy Spirit, move in my life. Move Holy Spirit, and make me like Christ we've heard for years haven't we I was thinking this just on the way over we've heard for years about standing in the gap and that's really good and it's really great that we stand in the gap 
But I think the time has come when we don't need to stand in the gap. We need to fill in the gap. That's the challenge to me this morning. And that's the challenge, I hope, to each and every one of us. Can I just pray for us? Father God, we just come to you this morning. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you that you stick with us. And we just pray this morning that, uh, that you open up our hearts and our lives to you afresh today. We come this morning and we want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. We want you to anoint each and every one of us. We want you to anoint us as individuals and anoint us as a church so that we can reach the people that we need to reach. Help us as individuals and church, not just to stand in the gap, but help us to fill in those gaps. We pray this morning because that's what we want to do. And so we just open our hearts to you now and we thank you for your word and we pray that we'll take it away, we'll ponder on it, we'll think on it and that we will be refilled. And we pray that every single one of us this morning, that the spirit of the living God will fall afresh in this building, in this place, on these, your people today, that will have a wider and bigger impact. Not just in our own lives, not just in the life of this church, but also in the life of the communities where we live and serve. We pray this in your name, and we pray this because we love you. Amen.